0: This episode of The Polygon Show is brought to you by Republic. Republic makes it possible for anyone, including you, our Polygon Show listeners, to invest in promising startups. And by invest, I mean that could mean as little as $10 for you. Uh, And they like to highlight mission-driven, diverse startups that might not necessarily be afforded the same opportunities in the cutthroat world of Silicon Valley, Uh, So 45% of the funds that they raised in 2017 went to female-founded companies, and 25% went to African-American-founded companies. And those stats for the rest of the the VC world uh, are 12% and 2% respectively. So uh, definitely check them out. Their website is republic.co. Once again, that's republic.co. You could become an angel investor today. Welcome to the Polygon Show. I'm Simone de Rochefort. And I'm here today with a Chelsea Stark. Hello. Ashley O. Hello. And the empty chair of Allegra Frank, who I think has finally succumbed to the post E3 illness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's hardy, but not that hardy. Not that hardy. Who Who is it now? So, Tara, Tara, immediately. Brian, you could see it if you're watching Polygon's videos during E3. Brian began coming down with something quite early on and his voice just gradually dropped and dropped and dropped until it became like... Sultry. Like, yeah. Somebody <laughs> scrubbing sandpaper with steel wool. Um And then Tara. Tara during, got it from Brian. During our team dinner, I was watching Tara and she just like started to Fade away. It happened in real time. You could see her, like the life leeching out of her. It was very sad. We're like Tara, do you not like your pizza? And (laughs) she was like, No, I want to (laughs) die. So I mean, there were other issues there. Tara's problem, she was very sick. But also, we booked our team dinner at that restaurant specifically because she loves their Bon Me Pizza. And during the dinner, we learned that they no longer made the Bon Me Pizza. And that was the last straw. Like that, that broke will to live right out of her. She was just going the whole week for yeah. that pizza. She was, she was living the whole year for that pizza, Chelsea. I'm so sorry. Like Terror. you can relate, Ashley, when a food is taken away from you, mm-hmm. a food that you're expecting. Oh yeah, and you're very, very hungry. Yeah. Oh, that's a very relatable feeling. It's a bad feeling. And so now it is Allegra's turn to to be a corpse. I, I went. I saw her. She actually she tried to come in this morning and I was helping her find a microphone in the den and she just, she was so faded. She was so tired. (laughs) It was very sad to see. But who's next? Who's next? Nobody, hopefully. Not Uh me, don't look at me with that face. I'm not but next. But you're directly, I don't have an Allegra to look at. Usually she's directly across from me. And it's it, awkward to make eye contact with Ashley because I have to like move my whole body to do it. Yeah, you're right. Usually you, so you both have to make eye contact with me. Yeah. So we both of us staring at Chelsea. Or we can all look at the Jelani. Actually, Ashley <laughs> and I have huge news, which is that we went to a bar the other night and the bartender gave us an entire box of breadsticks.
1: Whoa. Acropos like an entire nothing pizza box. Size. Like a medium pizza box. Wow, she had no idea they were it was that many breadsticks, or if they made a mistake. But so, she was like, "Well, you know, I clearly can't eat this. Do you guys just want it?" And we're like, "Excuse me."
0: I think she said, <laughs> "I
1: ordered too much food," and we yeah. were like,
0: "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That doesn't happen. Are you guys? Were you set up? We we thought we might have. Like, I was like, I had the box open and I was staring at these beautiful, perfect fucking breadsticks, and I was like. These are poisoned or yeah. drugged or something, and I'm going to die, but I don't we care. We both
1: decided that we didn't care as long as we ate the breadsticks, that we, we could die. Them. It would be fine as long as we like ate some of them. And They were really good. Yeah. They're clearly not poison. Yeah. I'm
0: still here. I did have weird dreams, though. But you know what? I don't regret it. So this is going to be our E3 wrap-up episode. Uh, we're going to go through some superlatives of our favorite announcements and games that we saw or touched, uh, saw in terms of like watching a video about it or saw as in saw with our our bare eyes on the show floor. I don't, you know, just in case you're really, really concerned about that. Your bare eyes. My greasy, grimy eyes. I guess neither of you have bare eyes because you wear glasses. Only I have bare eyes. Allegra doesn't have bare eyes either. No, only you have bare eyes. Why did you take them from that bear? I know, I keep
1: thinking you mean that kind (laughs) of bear.
0: (laughs) It's only legal in Washington to do an eye transplant with a bear. And so I thought, my God, before I leave Seattle, I have to take advantage of this legal loophole. Because in New York, if you want to have bear eyes...
1: You can't. You can't. It's illegal. Yeah. That's so sad. It really is. I think they should reconsider it. I feel like like if I'm
0: willing to pay... Exactly. And, like, the bear gets your eyes, so it's, like, there are no... That sucks nobody, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be Yeah. He's going to do fine, Chelsea. He'll get a cute pair of glasses. Oh. <laughs> he doesn't have to read screens. You know what? Bears have very nice noses, good bridge, very good for glasses, I think. Yes.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Can you imagine a bear wearing glasses? Bifocals.
1: No. Like Benjamin Franklin. Oh, oh my goodness.
0: A real bear, like a real sized bear, not like a toy bear, because they have smaller faces. And a toy noses. bear, like a stuffed toy, yeah, like Pooh. Oh, <laughs> as if that oh. were a species, like, like specifically a, a toy oh, bear, like a, like a toy poodle, but a toy bear. Yeah, so many, I'm, so many tangents that I want to go on right I now, just and want I need to that not to exist. Okay, new goal for humanity, breed toy bears. Um, second goal for humanity, get through this E3 wrap-up episode of the Polygon show. Uh, so, Ashley, we we vaguely talked about you hosting this section over Slack. Are you interested in doing that? Why, yes, I am. Oh, how interesting. I'll slide my laptop gradually over to you and then make sure it's still plugged in because it's dying.
1: Um, am I asking or telling? Yeah, no, you just, I think, run through the categories and be like, oh, all of
0: them at once? No, 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 no. Just spend one them at all. a time.
1: Really. <laughs> all in one sentence. Um, well, first we have most anticipated, and uh, Chelsea. I'm going to ask you, what was your most or is your most anticipated game? Well, um,
0: I was v- I was very excited to see what Smash Brothers was going to be before E3 because we had no idea, mm-hmm. none, and. I was just, I like really was like, oh, who's going to be in the roster? What's going to happen? Is it a real like new game? And so getting there, because Allegra and I also got to see the Smash Brothers present or the whole direct early. Mm -hmm. So cool perk. Um, But (laughs) was, but like when they, they basically run through that thing and are like, you know, they're if you watch the direct, they're introducing all the characters and they're like, This person's back and this person's back. And they just it starts going faster and faster. And Allegra and I are sitting there trying so hard to type frantically everyone that's back. And then they're like, Oh wait, everyone is back. I'm like, why do we just type all that?
1: <laughs> but it was a cruel joke for you both.
0: It was a cruel joke for all the journalists in the room yeah. typing very quickly. But um it was it was really cool to see so many favorites from other games come back. I really like I love how big that roster has gotten. I think it's a really fun game. I think Smash is something that, like, a lot of people can play and is accessible, and, and, like, your favorite character's in there, probably. Man, sorry. Is your favorite character not in there? I'm sorry that Lewis from Assassin's Creed Syndicate is not in (laughs) Oh, that would what would be he so cool. even do? He would drive a carriage. He would drive. His <laughs> he final could be smash assist. would be driving a carriage across the whole stage and just running everyone over. Oh, that's nice. That, that would, would be, be wonderful. Um, so I, I did play Smash briefly. Um, I still struggle so much at that game, and calling it accessible, I feel mm-hmm. like, is uh, a stretch. Yeah. yeah okay, agree. that's fair. I'm I,
1: very bad at that. What game.
0: I do not like about that game is when you're super zoomed out and it's a four player or like eight player match, and I'm like. I'm mm-hmm. where am I yeah <laughs> yeah I'm gone like I'm very much a fan of like here's two players and it's like much more like focused and stuff like that but when the camera zooms out so far that is definitely it is sometimes a game of like why why is why <laughs> is it hard to know what's going on where yeah. am I and why can't I hit anyone and and is my what Smash is story? why are there Pokemon randomly appearing you're right <laughs> It's not accessible. I changed my mind. Yay! <laughs> um, debate. Debate. But I, I did play uh, as Bayonetta when we when we had our little demo. And it, it, she was very fun. Like, I, I struggled a lot. I went through so many different characters trying to find one that I liked. And I've played Smash before, so it wasn't like my first time or anything. But um, I finally settled on her, and she was amazing. And I'm never going to play anyone else in Smash ever again. Some
1: people were speculating that Bayonetta was too op
0: Oh, I have heard that, and I can confirm. (laughs) She was Perhaps if I'm good at her, she is OP. (laughs) I think she's banned in Smash for tournaments, right? Mm -hmm. So, because she is OP. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I saw also on the Treehouse stream, someone was playing as Bayonetta. I don't remember who it was, but she was just completely crushing it.
0: (laughs) So next time you have a, a friendly Smash tournament and you have a less experienced friend that you want to have a good time... Let them play as Bayonetta. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> Ridley also seems way too overpowered. Uh, the, you know, yeah. the. Oh, yeah. Big news. The, Ridley. Big, the big news, Ridley, which is a thing that the community was obsessed about for like 10 years mm-hmm. being in the game. And I was like, that's really cool. Oh, I. But he's really, he's huge. He's a freaking dragon dinosaur. Mm-hmm. So Ridley is the boss from Metroid. Metroid. Yes. Why 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 did that become a meme? I don't rem- I honestly literally don't
1: remember. Oh, I looked it up. There was a Thank meme you. that was Ridley is too big. And there are all these things about him being too big to fit in <laughs> things. Mm. Yeah. Knowyourmeme.com. The original
0: joke was oh that they God. were going to make a huge Ridley that was like 5 times the size of other characters and it would just be unplayable for some reason. That would be very good. Um. Yeah. So that was anticip- like super anticipated to see that, and it was really fun to play it, and I'm excited to play it in a GameCube controller, and also play with my friends Simone and Ashley, so that we can all get better. Smashly. Ashley. I'm sorry. You That's a lot to a live lot. up to yeah. because
1: I'm very bad at it again. Very <laughs> I, <laughs> I, just I just said I wanted to play with either. you. I didn't say you had to be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She wants
0: to beat us, Ashley.
1: No. You she know that Simone and I lessons. are like very competitive. It'll start It'll start from like, let's just play this. And then eventually it'll be like, well, if I'm not winning. If I'm not winning. This is literally
0: my, like we were in one of those closed door demos and there were two Nintendo reps and it's at, like everyone else at Polygon like playing and chatting and having a good time and me going, Ah! 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 Bayonetta! No! No! You like just the whole scream st- in the <laughs> Nintendo folks' ear, like wah! <laughs> I did. I hope they found it charming. It was not. It was not great. Um, well, I think my most and one of my most anticipated games is. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, which I literally got to play for all of five minutes. I, I betrayed mm. you. You I, did betray me. <laughs> but it worked out for everyone except Dave Tack. Um, so, uh, But you you played more of Spider-Man. You played like the full 15-minute demo, right? I, well, I was in the I, – I played about 10 minutes of the demo and then was like, I should get up and leave, and then I didn't know that you were still there. Uh, but – I, I played the first fight in the demo and then I was like I would just like to swing now. Uh Spider-Man is actually now my most anticip- anticipated game after E3 that I'm like, "Oh, I would like to buy this game day 1 because movement is so fun. I just want to swing now." It was also my experience with it. Like I played that first like Chelsea said there's a there's a first battle that you get to do that's like you against five or so just random enemy dudes who are doing some kind of Illegal they're, they're meeting. Doing, they're they're sl- having an illegal rooftop meeting. In a, There's a car and some gun. I mean, like, yeah. You know, I guess like it's not a rooftop at all if there's a car up there. You know, <laughs> whatever. They're having an illegal meeting. You go bust up their illegal meeting. You beat the crap out of them. It, it kind of teaches you the, the fighting controls of the game. I did not enjoy that part as much as I enjoyed the swinging. Um, it did not feel as intuitive or fluid. Uh, swinging, however, after, like, one false step, I was like, whoosh, through Manhattan. It just felt like... Spider-Man felt so weighted, and he felt fun. Just it was just fun. Oh, weighted is a good word because he you could get him going like a pendulum, and he could just fly. Yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd like bank around the buildings. Like, yes, <laughs> or you could get to the top of the arc, and the clouds would appear behind you when you would like get speed, and the music s- like would swell. And I was like, Oh, game! You're amazing. I'm Spider-Man. now. Uh, I'm Spider-Man. I'm gonna go swing yeah. out this window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that is actually like, the game that I left E3 like the most excited to
1: play on my own. I agree. Well, speaking of exciting, what about frightening? Oh. Most frightening. I feel like there are uh, very limited options for frightening. Yeah, I,
0: I didn't see any uh, frightening games this year, but I know that you did, Chelsea. I saw Resident Evil 2. The best part. Is that they had their own little spooky haunted house? Oh. What?
1: Yeah, I, I didn't I know, know that. They usually do right. Well, they so
0: their... they had like, yeah, spooky hallways, and I they give you a flashlight. Oh. And it's all dark and scary.
1: Uh-huh. And what? I,
0: I yeah, and I got to go in because I my demo was at nine a.m. So n- they didn't let any fans in either. So I walked in. And I was holding my flashlight and I saw someone in front of me. I pointed the flashlight in their eyes. I was like, Oh, I just blinded that cop. Oh, it's a zombie cop. Oh my God. And like Was it like an actor? Yeah, there were three oh, there were no, three no, no, actors Oh, no. I hate no, I would no. not go in there. And no. They, no. Would, they would chase you. No. And there was blood.
1: No. Well, Okay, but I don't we love, love the that. Chasing. There was a body on the floor that I mean, was half eaten. Aww, but like the mm. the chasing is no. They yeah. wouldn't they wouldn't fuck
0: with you too much, but they definitely enjoyed fucking with a little bit. That's uh, so frightening. It was a lot. 9 a.m. I was like, well, I'm ready. That actually, to briefly briefly segue, was one of my least my least favorite part of literally any gaming convention because they do this at PAX too. Having actors dress up as zombies <sighs> to advertise the zombie games. A, it's scary. And gross. B. They if they stand in the aisles, everyone stops to take photos of them, and then suddenly you can't move. I I was meeting someone in that area, the stairs area where near where the zombies were, and they were like there were like seven dying light two zombies, Ashley, just running around <sighs> or more. Yeah. Uh, there was a very short woman who scared me. I, oh uh, yeah, she was terrifying. She was terrifying. But because I was standing out there having a conversation, and because I have bright hair. I think they kept they kept fucking with me. Like new, a new zombie every couple minutes would come over and fuck with me, and I was oh like, "God, I hate this." <laughs> but how was Resident Evil two? Uh, the game is extremely good. Uh, I actually never played the original, and but I've played Resident Evil one, and it was so it's basically they got rid of the really challenging controls mm. of the first game thank god no more tank controls thank god it's like the controls of Resident Evil 4 <sighs> uh, but zombies are still really hardy and really hard to kill so you can like they're slow so you could eventually stun them and run around them but they will get back up you could put five bullets into a zombie and it'll just no. be like Okay, thank you for the bullets. I'm gonna to continue to stumble toward you. That was our le- that was our worst discovery of when Ashley and I tried to play Resident
1: Evil. We Ugh. had very limited bullets. I don't know how it became very clear that they expected you to not like kill it, but you know you're yeah, it enough like shoot it enough so that you can like get around it, like you said. But you know, I didn't know that going in, so I was just like, how. Why aren't you dying? So we it's were not about It Wasn't about the killing. And then once we determine that, we're like, oh, I don't, I can't do this. <laughs> I
0: don't want to do that. We need to have permanence. Yeah, Zombie yes. death permanence. Exactly, because you have to backtrack. Because that game has puzzles. Yeah, mm-hmm. puzzles. Yeah. Also, it's obtuse as hell. But okay, so, so, so it was still hardy zombies. Still hardy, but hardy with zombies. The camera still controls of much better controls. A more but modern modern you have game. like also the flashlight. So you have the limited light. That's it, gross. It was freaking spooky. Uh there was like guy stuck under like one of the shutters and he'd been chomped on and he, but he needed help. Uh it was like a lot of just like it was gruesome and also just like the whole concept of the game is so sad because you're like it's your first day on the job, new cop and now your police station's full of zombies. Oh. Uh, I but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um I'm really excited to play that like For the first time, I actually started, I will talk about this more next week because I only played for 30 minutes. I started playing the original first one. Mm -hmm. And it is way different. On PS4? No, no, like... Or the original original? mm, Like on the original Resident Evil 2. Oh, oh, okay. On PS3 emulating... Something I don't know. I'll I'll talk about it next week because when I have more thoughts. But yay, yeah, I'm excited.
1: Uh, uh, So uh, next category would be most laughs. L a f f s. Laughs. Talk about your laughs,
0: Simone. I didn't have any laughs because I talked about my laughs last week. Actually, when I played Trials Rising, I haven't Um, played that. Oh my god, it is so fun. I, I will briefly, briefly touch on it just to say that every single like there are so many good funny deaths in that game including like when I won a level like the first level that I won I flew into a pool of water at the end and I was like yeah I did it and my character is just kind of lying there in the water and I'm chatting there with the dev and then suddenly this giant alligator comes up and eats my character's body and I was like what? Wow! (laughs) Where where did this come from? It was very funny. It's very good. I I like it was just the most fun that I had because I was just chatting with dev and we were playing tandem and we were just like shits and giggles and having a good time so that was that was definitely my biggest laugh of e3 so nice though Mm. yeah i love when weird stuff happens in games Mm -hmm. and hitman 2 which you played is full of weird stuff oh my god i like that game um i really the the did either of you play the first hitman
1: i played parts of it
0: yeah well that's that's fine because it's very much like a game you can uh, play in parts, mm-hmm. and not play a ton of, but it's like very... I don't know, you can do so many bizarre things in that game, mm-hmm. and they were like, alright, we definitely embraced it for the second one. So I played the level where you're at a racetrack that looks kind of Formula One-esque, and well, I started out the demo, and the first thing you have to do is just walk past some police and get frisked. And it gave me the button prompt of While you're getting frisked, punch the police. And I was like, uh oh. And I punched the police. (laughs) Like, and I was like, not supposed to do that. But I was very, I couldn't resist that. So again, you can do things very incorrectly. Um, I love that. Well, what happened after you punched him? Then a bunch of cops turned their guns on me and I lost. (laughs) (laughs) But it it happened so quickly that I didn't, I didn't like lose progress. It just happened again. So I was going through this level and I went downstairs to the parking garage and I was like, why is it? Why is there a dude in a flamingo costume? And I like listened to him and I observed him and he's like, Oh, I stole this costume. I knocked the other guy out. And I'm gonna meet with the the uh driver, like who is your mark later after the show, because I have some stuff for her. And I was like, Well, I I wanna meet with her. I'm gonna meet with her. And I like basically grabbed him and tried to knock him out. And I was like, I definitely need to wear this costume. More than anything, hmm. this yes. is my costume. Um, but then a janitor saw me doing that. So I had to knock her out. Oh, no. And then a security guard saw me doing that. No. So I had to knock him out. And then some guns, some more guns. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did end up playing it safe afterwards, but I also saw you can slap people with a fish. Oh, yeah. I yes. saw that, too. What? You can you can like go into the kitchen and get a waiter costume. And if one of them sees you, you can grab a fish and slap them That's unconscious perfect. with it like I, I really love the. it's very much like the first game but I loved how much freedom and creativity it has in there mm-hmm. and it's like very much desi- like I overheard the cell phone conversation and I was like alright like it's designed with hooks all over almost like it's like sleep no more mm-hmm. in a video game form but you get to slap people with but, fish which mm-hmm. you don't get to do in that and play and steal their clothes hmm. which you also don't get to do in that play I know I, I've tried <laughs> <laughs> I am Um, not, because I respect the actors and their autonomy.
1: Chelsea, why don't you tell us about Trover Saves the Universe? Dude, the creators told me about this game. Not Justin
0: Roiland. I did not get to meet him. Julia did, though. Uh, That is the weirdest game. So, I'm going to tell you guys the plot. Yes. You are a person in the future, and everyone in the future loves their chairs. Kind of Wally-esque, I guess. Then, a being with only eye holes shows up. And steals your dogs. No. Steals your two dogs, stucks them in his eyes, and becomes a super being. And oh. you're like, and he starts to destroy the universe. And then another guy with two babies shoved in his eye holes shows up, and he's like, I'll help you. Take one of my babies and put it on your controller, and that will help me. You can control me then. And oh. that dude is also played by Justin Roiland.
1: This just sounds like another Rick and Morty episode Yeah, to it's me. basically <laughs>
0: kind of that. The E3 demo was fun VR stuff, but it was also the most fourth wall breaking thing ever. It was like, "Hey, E3 judges, hey, hey, E3 press journalists, how you doing? How about you, like, play this game and enjoy it? And also maybe rate it Game of the Year, like 2018. Like this was the little Trevor guy talking Mm -hmm. to me, and it was like, I was like, you know what? I'm in for this amount of fourth wall breaking right now. Like I'm, it's Thursday. I don't give a shit. I'm very (laughs) tired. I, I kind of appreciated because it was like let's at least be silly, it mm-hmm. it like puts puzzles in front of you and then is like this puzzle's stupid. Why don't you just break down the wall instead and things like that. So it was just very tongue in cheek and it is very Justin Roilandy. Mm-hmm. Is the whole game gonna be in VR? Yeah. Okay. Wow. I think you can play outside of VR too. Okay. But it definitely there's a definitely benefit because you can it was one of the nicest VR experiences I've played because the idea that you're always in a chair. And you oh. just move the chair around so you don't get sick. Mm-hmm. It Was super good. The th- I, yeah, the gag sounds a little bit try-hard to me, but I I guess that could describe <sighs> it was de- most jokes that are explained to you secondhand. <laughs> I know that's the thing. Like it was more fun to see it and play it, and also the problem is is like it really depends on how sick of Rick and Morty you are. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Like that's Justin Roiland only has one cartoon voice. It's true! (laughs) And he does it. Let's take a second to talk about Republic. Did you know that until 2016, only the wealthiest 3% of people were allowed to invest in startups? I did not know that until literally just now. Uh, But that is clearly a recipe for creating, uh, like, a lot of sameness in terms of what companies get their startup funding. One of the companies that's seeking investment right now on republic.co is called Access Network. Uh, it is a decentralized world bank, so they're looking for funding to basically create a, a sustainable, decentralized bank for the billions of people around the world who don't have access to banking. Uh, they have raised 71000 of their $100,000 goal in their 39 days left to invest in that so basically for as little as ten dollars you could invest in a company which is pretty darn cool and you can do that at republic.co uh so go check them out today and thank you so much republic for sponsoring this episode of the polygon
1: show <laughs> anyway moving on Sorry. to our last uh nope not our last superlative our most surprising penultimate superlative I think everybody was pretty <gasps> surprised at Tetris Effect. I
0: which, if you, Simone, if you want to talk some more, I feel like I just No, talked. I'm good. <laughs> Start <Just laughs> talking Wait, did you actually play Tetris Effect? Yes, it was oh, actually oh, my God. favorite game of E3. I you know who would have played Tetris Effect if, if uh you had not left your Spider-Man demo. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. What? This <laughs> is not my fault. No, it's not your fault. It's not you your fault. You played dreams okay. for an hour. Children, let's yes. get back to the podcast. Tetris effect looks fucking amazing. They released a trailer for it right before E3. It is like Tetris with a rhythm game and this incredibly dramatic trailer that was full of like the legacy of Tetris and beautiful, surreal, psychedelic lights and stuff. But you actually played it. So it's, tell it's, me about it. It's Tetris. But uh, everything has musical cues, and every stage is a different track, and all the tracks are totally so different. Some uh. of them had like kind of like tribal drums. Some was like very ambient techno. Some was like vocal, like vocal stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but and all of those had different moods and different lighting. They were all so pretty and dramatic. So uh, one thing it would get kind of overwhelming because you'd like drop a piece in, and all the rows each would light up in a row, and I'd be like, what is I. Feel overwhelmed and kind of crazy. It was like visual stimulation. It was a lot of visual stimulation. Uh, there's even a special. There's a new meter called the like a zone meter, and you you use it. You basically can stop time if you are feeling overwhelmed, or if you want to, and it allows you to basically oh. add up a bunch of rows together. But it was also a cool way to stop time and everything freezes and goes white, and you just do Tetris very quickly.
1: Hmm. I don't know. It That's was like really
0: cool. It was so like it was the thing. I left it. Usually E3 is a very stressful time and I left and I felt chilled out. Mm -hmm. And it was like 15 minutes of playing very cool Tetris. And then, yeah, I mean, it's from the creator of Res Infinite and Luminous. Mm -hmm. So things, puzzle games that are really beautiful and sound good. Mm -hmm. And I I definitely recommend looking up the trailer if you haven't seen it. And if you don't have a problem with flashing lights. Uh, Ashley, your most surprising thing is something that I was surprised by directly before (laughs) we recorded this show because I had no idea. Tell yeah, us there about
1: was, the Skull & bone staff. Uh, there was a segment that uh, Ubisoft had. Um, I think it was like pre-conference or in between announcements, but I didn't know that. Um, so in Singapore, where their studio is um, <clears throat> headed up, there are employees there who actually have had... I guess um grandparents great grandparents are just relatives uh to actual pirates that lived like in and around Singapore what um and they were talking about how like the game was kind of this like really interesting vehicle for them to sort of tell these stories that actually happened or like um just putting I guess a different spin on it because you know Your background. Um, And a couple of them were interviewed, and one of them, like, showed us the, uh, this, like, dagger, this very old dagger that his, like, great great grandpa had. And, um, it was really cool because he took it out and he explained it to us. And he was like, Yeah, like, apparently, this dagger, you are supposed to, uh, dip the tip in poison. And then you stab him that way, and then he was like, "Well, judging from the fact that like the the end of this dagger is like worn down and broken, he's like, I imagine it was used a lot." I was like, "Oh, damn, that's so cool! Ah! That's metal. Holy!" Cr- so wait, this is
0: and this is someone who was from Singapore.
1: Yeah, and there are some who grew like grew up not exactly on Singapore, but like close to Singapore. Um, and there were different stories. It was definitely like more than one person. We, I mean, that's cool
0: because we always hear about pirates in in you know the West Indies and the Caribbean mm-hmm. and places like that, and we never hear about them in that area. So that like, yeah. all of our our you know, Western centric pirate
1: fiction sure doesn't include mm-hmm. that. So that's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that about Skull and Bones. Like I also thought it was just another generic like naval warfare pirate game. But it turns out, you know, there's another person who on the team, like his let's just say relative because I don't know the degree. Okay. <laughs> um who knew like who were who was acquainted slash alive during the time of like all the pirates we know. In terms of, like, Western pirates, I am not a pirate expert, so I can't name them again, but it was a long list of very uh, influential ones, and it was pretty interesting, because it included, like, English or, like, French pirates. Was Captain Kidd one of them?
0: I don't know. Okay, I just want
1: I don't know. Could
0: be? That is so fucking cool. But, but yeah, I, I yeah. think, like,
1: they were talking about how, like, because... The pirates, or like at the time, I think the way uh, colonization was happening there, and there was a lot of like ignoring rules for that. And you know, once you're sort of seafaring, it was like all bets are off, you d- literally do whatever, there is no law. Mm-hmm. And they were just talking about how it's this like kind of free for all, lawless ground, mm-hmm. and it was just wild. And I was like, wow, that's really I did not know about that I didn't even know that that mm-hmm. was happening on that part of the world I really hope that the story
0: in that game as, as such as it is is as interesting as everything you've just said because the parts that I've played of it they are very fun but it so far to me has been just a ship a naval combat simulator uh and it's gorgeous and I'm bad at it but it's very fun, but, like, I want more of that energy that was in the trailer that they showed during Ubisoft's press conference, which is, like, those three pirates who, like, clearly have f- f- their frenemy pirates, basically. Mm. They're, like, working together, but also holding guns on each other, and, like, that had s- it, they, those characters were so compelling, and I knew nothing about them, but I want that energy to carry into the final game, and I want, like, that those stories of those people to be in the final game. Simone, you've played it two years in a row at e yes. right? Yes, you I played like... two different modes. Oh, so yeah. I was going to say if you felt like it, it changed a lot in the last year, but it may be hard to compare. It, yeah, it. so as, in my understanding, uh, the first year I played it, which was last year, it was 4v4 uh, PvP battles, um, and this year they uh, displayed the new mode, which was PvPVE. So there, you're in basically a hunting ground with other players. Um, you can team up with those other players or fight those other players. But then there are also um, NPC ships that you can attack or that will attack you, depending on what you're doing. But it was, and they did say, like they they clarified that that this is obviously a mode that they're showcasing to like demonstrate the game's mechanics because it was literally just like here is ocean and some islands and there's a shit ton of ships here mm. and it's just like chaos so it was really fun in that way but it was also like I it's not like a shooter you know where you go in and like the speed of it and the mechanical complexity of it makes it something that's kind of just like I, I don't want to say it wasn't satisfying because it was satisfying Um, but it It felt, I think, different from, say, like an Overwatch where you just jump in, play a match, jump out. Like, it it felt like like it needed to be more than that. It
1: sounds like um, it might not feel at first as immediately gratifying. It sounds like it's more of a drawn out experience that you probably have to, you know, think about ahead, long term, Mm -hmm. and then also wait for your boat to get there and. Think about that kind of stuff. Whereas other things, yeah, like you said, you can kind of just jump in there. But yeah, like with the hunting ground thing, I feel like now it puts into perspective a little bit that um, the bit on, you know, the staff and their background. Because like you said, you could team up with other players against an NPC ship, mm-hmm. and then once the NPC ship is down, then it's like, do I? Now, yeah. Do we just kill each other now? Yeah, because can we turn like, on each other. Or we yeah, i mean like I think that's just like sort of I guess true to that experience of just the complete lawlessness of the sea, the lawlessness the sea. of the sea, lawless sea. The next game,
0: <laughs> Skull and Bones, lawless sea. That would actually be a great DLC title. I'll add one final thought about Skull and Bones, but just to mention that they did say uh, like in, in terms of. Um, there being more to it, uh, you can have multiple ships and you can also like upgrade your ships meaningfully. And also you'll have a fucking pirate cove where you get to like keep oh, all your indeed. shit. So there is a, there are these cool aspects to it. I just haven't seen them demonstrated yet. So like, I'm very excited to see what else they, they reveal about it. Um, especially if it involves the real life stories of Ubisoft Singapore employees whose grandparents were pirates. Yeah, that's
1: fucking awesome. Boom. That's super dope. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, the worst news, as we're going to conclude with the E3 wrap up, not the episode, just the segment. <laughs> <laughs> the longest. Um, well, the worst news Yoshi was not there.
0: It's delayed. I it's 2019. Also,
1: was extremely disappointed, but, you know, if that makes it more polished.
0: Extremely disappointed, but. I, app- <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Yes. Yes. This is true. That is a good perspective to have. I want the new Yoshis because I want every game to be on Switch. Mm-hmm. But I guess in that sense, there are a lot of, like, we have Little Dragon Cafe to look forward to, like oh, we were yeah. talking about last week. Like, we have a lot of Switch games to look forward to. So maybe this isn't the total worst bummer in the entire world. There's a, There's Overcooked 2 soon. True. It's
1: true. That's good news.
0: It's good news, but that's we're on the worst news. news segment. Yeah, you're Ashley, right. Ashley, what was your worst news? Still no
1: Parasite Eve, no Final Fantasy VIII. I will just say this every year until it comes out. So that's a, literally all I have to say about that. Still, still, where is it? Spending no, all
0: their time on, on, on
1: FF7. Which, uh, by the way, someone informed me, and I was unaware, and now I am alarmed that the Final Fantasy VII remake they are considering making it episodic. Yes, and also
0: it's not coming out till like 2023.
1: <laughs> I mean, I know that, but episodic? Yeah. I mean, we already have to wait until 2023. Epi- why? <laughs> why? Why would you do something? Why would you, you just ship the whole game? <laughs>
0: uh, oh, maybe because we'd be waiting even longer. We were also discussing, like, <laughs>
1: are they trying to replicate, like, the, you know, switch discs thing, you oh. know? Or, like, are you going to break it up by the disc switching? Or are you just going to break it up by how many... This this is a disaster. <laughs> oh. Okay, that's but, definitely the worst news. But, but
0: here, think about the fact that I will get to see Reno and Rude again. I will be able to make so many AMVs, Ashley. I'll have the scenes that's from true. fucking, like, what, Crisis Core? I'll have Advent Children complete. Oh, my complete. God. Oh. I'll have FF7. I'll have all the other anime bullshit that they
1: released about the Turks. You need to, like... Use like uh, Natalie Merchant or something (gasps) over your FFP. I don't know why I'm thinking of like 90s. (sighs) Just
0: some Michelle Branch. Yes. You love Michelle Branch. Oh my God.
1: Oh my God. Wait, no, it's not. You love Natalie and Brulio's Torn, right? That's your karaoke song. That's my karaoke song. I remember that.
0: I was like, why do you know about my Michelle Branch habits? Because you have explained them to me and I understand. I want to put something out there for the listeners. When I was in high school, there was an AMV on YouTube about Reno in Advent Children. It was set to Fergalicious. Oh, no! And I That's have upsetting. looked and looked. It was a perfect AMV. And it is gone. And if you know the AMV, if you have it downloaded on your computer, if you know who made it, if you made it, I want it back. I have I have looked
1: I've looked so long. What did they do with him with the song? That's what I'm curious about. It's
0: just scenes from the, the movie. But, but like set to loves-
1: Fergalicious. Yeah, is definition. It, did they kind of like glitch it so it looks like he's twerking or something? Is that what they... That's uh, what I'm going to do. Okay. In my
0: <laughs> <A&B>. I, <laughs> I remember there being some like repetition of like, like playing the same clip. Yes. And repetition.
1: Excellent. You
0: know. Like when when Fergie says Fergalicious death, Fergalicious death, Fergalicious definition, you know, in that, that way that she, where the music also repeats. Anyway, so other worst news, your worst news just happened. My worst news, I played Team Sonic Racing, uh, and I wish Allegra were here to talk about it also, because she also played it. Knuckles is bad <gasps> at driving <gasps> and at being a friend.
1: Wow. Wait, I'm, so this is a, quite a thesis.
0: Yes. And it's my thesis. What is? Why is he a bad friend? He is a bad friend because in Team Sonic Racing, you can get items much like you can in Mario Kart. And if you don't want them, you can give them to someone on your team. And there are three players per team. And Knuckles sucks <laughs> at being a good friend who gives you shit and he also sucks cuz his car is garbage and it does not go fast was Allegra I driving his knuckles we did not have the same appointment i played it alone oh it w- wow. they didn't they didn't uh show Are you sure like, it was playing mo- with real people oh. it, it was only with npcs um, wow. so I, I thought you were just dunking on Allegra for a long time, but no. No, then I would straight up say Allegra is a bad <laughs> friend. It's Knuckles who is the problem, Chelsea. Oh no. Knuckles the Echidna. Knuckles the Echidna. He's the problem. Let me tell you who's a good friend. Um, Tails mm. is an angel. Shadow is actually fine. Like he's kind of rude, but he's good at his job. Sonic is fast. And I'm okay with that. Who did you drive as? I drived as all of them. <laughs> wow. You drived. <laughs> so they in the demo, they had uh, two teams that were playable. So one was Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles, who sucks. And the other team <gasps> was Shadow Rouge and Omega, the robot? Oh, good. Yeah, those, those good, memorable characters. Yep. Rouge. What is Rouge? She's a bat. Oh. She also, she doesn't suck. She is mediocre. Okay. She's not as good as Tails. Tails was my favorite. I think I won the most games as Tails and as Shadow. These are my feelings on Team Sonic Racing, a game which was kind of not great. Although I did enjoy the opportunity to like give up items that aren't useful to you rather than just firing them off into nothing to get rid of them. So I, I liked that aspect. Let's talk about. Something that Ashley's playing. Ashley.
1: It's me. It's you. And I'm actually very excited about this. You've Uh, been playing Yakuza uh, 0. Yes. It was on sale, uh, like E3 weekend. There was a huge sale. I believe it was like... I got it for $18 and that game is like what? listed for 60 I'm pretty sure. Um so I was like why not? I mean, I've heard good things about it um and I like need a new franchise to play. So I uh I googled actually. I was like should I play this one? I don't know. Uh and I found uh Heather from Kotaku's guide about like don't know where to start with Yakuza. I was like yes, this, this is this exactly, is exactly. Yes, this is what I need. Um Thank God it affirmed play Zero First, because that's the only one that I bought. Um and <laughs> Service Journalism. Yes. <laughs> um it was so it split between Kiryu and a guy named Majima, who I did not know was a character prior to playing this, because again, like I really don't know anything about this. I knew about Kiryu because Allegras, you know, talked about him before. But he is my um, biological son. Uh yeah. Uh Machiwa is fantastic, and frankly, it's a travesty that he doesn't have his own game. Because uh, Simone just shared with me earlier today that, like, you know, the producers were like, th- like considering, right, like a spinoff with him in it. And I was like, wait, so that doesn't exist yet? The first time I was introduced to him, I played like, you know, a couple chapters as him, and then I went back to Kiryu, and I was just like, oh. I'm sorry, Kiryu, you are boring as shit compared to Majima. I love Majima. He has an eye patch. Ooh. He has a, a long ponytail, very sleek and beautiful. And he looks like he would be, you know, really scary and mean. But he's actually extremely sweet. The side quests that he embarks on, extremely sweet. I won a child a, a red squirrel doll from the crane game, which... uh. Oh my god! I will get back to that crane game later, but he is such a. There's like one where he like has to pretend for this girl to be her boyfriend because her dad worries all the time, and he's just super polite and cute. It's wonderful. Uh, I also like that when you beat people up in your random encounters, you get a lot of money from that. So this game is just it's it's a lot of money going on. It feels good. Um, there Do you are... just make money fly out of people like a cartoon? I mean, like kind of like when you like knock them out. There's almost like a little coin noise, and then you see there's like a little bonus of how much money you got.
0: This is your fantasy being it's... in Japan and making a lot of yeah. money. Yeah,
1: so people up. it's it's. I feel like I've um, I'm vicariously living my best life through this game. Because it's set in late 80s Japan and just the way they've rendered the entire map, all these districts is like, the detail is insane. Like, I loved it in Persona 5, but this is like above and beyond, really. Um, It goes with like, it goes even to like, you pass a sign and like, you know, there are a lot of places in Japan that have like pictures of the food that they have um, or the little like models of fake food in the window and Mm -hmm. they've like... Painstakingly crafted all of those, and like you'll hear people from like karaoke bars, or anyway, you can do amazing things. And once I realized, um, that I could walk around and do whatever I wanted, but spoiler in the beginning, there is just nothing but cutscenes, man. So I suggest you bring like a meal or a popcorn because you're just gonna be pressing X for a long uh. time. But anyway, when you're not doing that, uh, I it was. I can't stop playing it because I just want to be him. He's in Japan. You can go to a bar and look at this. I have a fuck ton of money, and I saw. I was like, "What do you have on the menu?" And he's like, "Oh." I was like, "Oh my god, a Yamazaki 12 year." Yes, I will take one, and then even, and then, and then I went one more, and I was like, Whoa, 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 whoa. 18 year." Oh, yes, I will have two of those. Thank you. And then you pulled out your own, and then, and then I. Oh, I wish that thing is way too expensive. And then uh, he got drunk, as noted in the little icon with the little wavy, the thing with the bottle. And then I stumbled out and I bought some takoyaki. I went to the beef bowl shop. I ate food Uh, There's You could get a sushi So like I've (laughs) Designated characters for both of them This is less about actually like Kiryu trying to get back into the Yakuza And more of just like okay so Kiryu really likes meat but Majima Really likes sashimi (laughs) So he likes a fish based diet More Um, but he also Likes (laughs) He also likes sweets but he also Secretly carries around a box of biscuits Everywhere he goes I discovered you can also go to a convenience store and just buy out all of the ramen. And I did. And I. What? The reason why I couldn't, I realized I filled my inventory. It was like, you can't fit anymore. And I was like, oh shit. I just bought, I filled my inventory with snacks and no healing items. <laughs> uh, and then there's like did a. It, did the snacks provide no healing? No. What, I, what is they're the point of this? Fun. I, they're just fun. I'm not sure, but <laughs> I've hoarded them. And. Can but, you make the ramen? No, this is bullshit. Uh, I have two gripes about this. When when he eats at the restaurant, they show like his back, so you don't actually get to see him eating, which I was very angry about. Oh, that's disappointing. Um, But there was okay. So you ask, why do you even need all that ramen, Ashley? Why are you carrying five packs of miso chashu, (laughs) you ramen in your pocket? There is this like one cop who's just like standing there as an NPC and he's like, excuse me, I'm doing a random search just just to make sure I, I've heard this area is dangerous. I just want to check. And he's like, uh, OK. And yes, I am at the time was a member of, uh, of the Yakuza. And guess what? I handed him over some miso ramen and he said, oh, Well, this is about as safe as it gets. Move on. And I was like, yes! My ramen hoarding has paid off! This is such a good game! What the hell? And then I bought some hard candy to treat myself. (laughs) But you still can't even eat it! I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But I like having it. And I like looking at it. And sometimes I go into this, the convenience store just to look at it. It looks so nice. Yeah. And then there was it, my favorite discount department store. Oh, my God. And I went in there and I was like, I can buy anything. And then there's a little area you can walk to. You can't actually buy anything there. I think it's just for show. But I just like to look at all the TVs. And, like, there's some made outfits for some. Oh, yeah. I watched an erotic video, a softcore video. And what? I got a tri- trophy for it so I really like this game
0: two questions no one question a that's amazing question can you put Majima in the maid outfit
1: no the maid outfits were just like on display at this department Mm -hmm. store but you can't buy them but you can't Oh maybe you can you can you can buy some luxury goods like Just if you want to impress them. a lady Excuse me I would like to buy two
0: luxury goods
1: There there they sell French cologne they sell Italian cologne Ooh. there's a, there's also an Italian wall There I am making personas for all of them based on their purchasing habits and I'm not really playing the game to beat up bad guys it's more like I'm beating up The bad guy so I can have money so I can continue eating out. You can continue your spending spree.
0: What you have done is something that I have not done since I was a child, which is create a beautiful universe of pure imagination.
1: (laughs) I mean, like, I genuinely get excited every time, like, my health is low. I don't use a healing item because, like, part of what you do to restore health is, like, just go somewhere and eat. So it's just, it's a laundry list. Do I go to Smile Burger? Do I get soba? Do I get this puffer fish? There's a place that specializes in puffer fish. This is amazing. I am just having a culinary adventure and alcohol adventure because I also ordered the most expensive champagne and I felt really important. You are really important. I'm having such a good time. You've
0: sold me Can on you this? tell me about the crane game?
1: Okay, Chelsea, the crane game. First of all, the crane game in the... uh actual Yakuza game is just as finicky and shitty as real life crane games and actually so I walked in of course it's a Sega arcade and you can play all these old Sega games which are amazing by the way but I went to the crane game because I saw a bunch of very cute stuffed animals and puffy sparrows and I was like okay I really want one I really want one. Chelsea I did not spend time confronting the Yakuza mob boss. I tried to win a sparrow for myself uh, I have mastered it now, and I was so proud that I caught uh, one of those sparrow things that I actually took a phone, a picture with my phone, just to prove to myself. Like, look, I got one! I got it. You can't do anything with it. I just have it in my inventory, but I think it's cute. Aww,
0: but you know, I spent. More inventory.
1: Uh, I don't know. I just spent a lot of time trying to win at the crane game because I. There's also a dinosaur in there that looked really scary. What? And, I just, Just play the so I'm playing it not maybe as the way you're supposed to, but um, no, I think
0: you're playing it exactly like you're supposed to. This sounds fucking fantastic.
1: I wanna
0: I, I wanted to play it for the activities already because I heard you can do a lot of. Fun oh
1: yeah, games. you can do karaoke. Yes. You can dance. The dancing yes. is really fucking hard. I failed that.
0: Ugh. I want it. All right. Um, well, that is going to be our show for today. So thanks if you liked it please review it on Apple Podcasts because everyone likes to do that in their spare time when they're not eating soba in Yakuza 0 shrimp Shrimp. (laughs) and if you want to send an email to the show you can send it to polygonshow at polygon.com Thank you so much for listening. This has been The Polygon Show.